0: and more undignified than this.
1: You know, we used to do this song in the youth and we have fun with it, right? Just, hey, man, it's a fun song, right? But you know what? When we get into worship, we start thinking about King David, right? King David got out there when the presence of God as they were bringing the ark back in which represented the presence, the power. He started spinning and dancing and his clothes flew off. Hopefully you got your clothes where they don't come off, Hallelujah. But you know what? We can worship. We can have a good time. Amen. Come on, let's sing. I will dance. I will
0: sing to be mad for my king, and nothing, Lord, is hindering this passion in my soul. I will dance. I will sing to be mad for my king, and nothing, Lord, is hindering.
1: Of it where they used, you know, used to have their most fun, right? It's called the nana's. Again, we're having fun this morning, so we need the nana's. Okay, so we're gonna need your help. Y'all ready? Okay, so listen to us and we'll get y'all some help. Y'all, y'all figure it out. you na ready?
0: Nana, 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 hey! Come
1: on! Nana,
0: nana, nana, hey! Nana, nana, nana,
1: hey! One more time!
0: Nana, 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 hey! come on and sing. I will dance, I will sing to be mad for my king and nothing Lord is hindering this passion in my soul. I will dance, I will sing to be mad for my king. Nothing Lord is hindering this passion in my soul and I'll become even more undignified than this. Some would say it's foolishness and I more undignified than this. Come on, one more time, y'all ready? And I'll become even more undignified than this. Some would say it's foolishness and I'll become even more undignified than this. Yeah!
1: Come on, get embraced praise this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can, can we have a little fun in church? Okay. Come on. Hey, listen, y'all sit down for just a minute and I'm going to go over a couple announcements. We have got to hit these announcements. Hallelujah. Let me, let me use this mic right here. So so listen, grab your bulletin this morning and uh, inside your bulletin, you're going to see a couple things in there uh number one you're going to see that uh if you're if you're a male you've been here for at least one year and you're a member of the church right you're a member we're we're looking for for people that want to serve men that want to serve because we have our deacons and we rotate every few years we have to elect new deacons so if you're a member and you've been a member for one year and you're a man grab one of those prospective deacon questionnaires and and get it back to me as soon as possible because we're going to be voting on that soon okay so please get that but let me know you've got it so that i'm I know that, you know, we're waiting on it to come in. Uh, There's one other thing in there you'll see is is we need to have a special business meeting. So if you're a member of the church, right, you're a member of the church, and um, we're going to have next Sunday, immediately after service, we're going to have a quick business meeting. And here's what's going to happen. We're going to, as soon as church is over with, we'll get all the members in here. We'll sign the paper real fast. What we need to do is our bylaws say that by the end of February, we have to have our annual church meeting every year. But it is very difficult to get all that documentation and paperwork done by the end of February. So we want to change the word February to March. That's it. So we have the resolution made up. We'll present it to the church. We can discuss it if anybody wants wants to. If not, we'll vote on it, and then we'll say, okay, anybody make a motion, we dismiss. Motion dismissed, second, and we go home. So we're going to do that really quickly next Sunday so we can change that word from February to March. Amen? So uh, we have to follow our bylaws, and we're trying to stay legal. So it's just as simple as that. But listen, there's some other great things in there to, to read. I don't have it in front of me, so I'm not going to uh, go super in-depth with that this morning. But uh, listen, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here wanting to worship Jesus. Uh, in this season of, of life, we need to be pushing forward, worshiping more than ever before. We need to be more undignified in our worship than ever before. And so today, when, when we're worshiping here in a few minutes, if you want to grab a flag, feel free to grab a flag. And worship, and when you're done with it, leave it right there on the front chair or on the chair where you're sitting at, because we disinfect all of this stuff uh, in between services. But I just, you know, worship. Don't let anything stop you. Don't let the guy next to you stop you. If he's bothering you, move to the other side. You know, the teacher used to do, move you down. You know, uh, don't let anybody stop you from your worship. Amen. So... We, we just we need to push through on that. and uh, Oh, we got our guys ready. Hallelujah. So, and listen, if you're online, make sure you go to the church website, newlifeag.church, and hit the Connect card so that we can communicate with you. Um, also, before I move on to the offering, I am in search of a person that knows Spanish well enough that they could translate a service. We've got a Spanish person in our area that's communicating with us. They want to come to church. And we're having to do it through an online translator, but I need somebody that can speak Spanish that can translate for us. Because, you know, what? we got somebody who wants to come to church. Come on, Jesus, you know. Uh, we need to figure out a way. And we have the technology to put English here and Spanish on another screen at the same time, but I don't have a way for them to hear what I'm saying. So if you can or you know somebody that can, you need to come see me because I need somebody that can speak Spanish well enough to interpret That doesn't mean you took one year of school at Marksville or anywhere else. That's no. Uh, You need to know some Spanish. okay? so so please come see me, because you know what? There is another group of people in our community we can reach and and we can start presenting the gospel to them. So, you know, come see me after service if you can do that. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, listen, we're going to go to the Lord and bless him in our giving. Anybody like to bless the Lord? Okay. well, I know we like to sing and dance, but do we like to bless him with our money? Ooh. Listen, the word of God teaches us to bring our tithes to the storehouse, Malachi. It also teaches us further back, and we can go all the way back to the beginning and see that, that they brought an offering to Melchizedek. All the way back, God has always taught his people to give, always taught his people. But then we also learned that there's, there's through the word of God that I can sow into things. So I bring my tithes, and then I sow on top of that. And, and can I tell you, we sowed into Two different countries last year in the midst of the virus, if you remember that, we raised the money for those fire Bibles. We sent over 250 Bibles out of our little church to Sri Lanka and Serbia to put in the, pa- the hands of pastors and leaders that did not have a Bible. So we are so we sowed into that area and prayed that, God, you would reap a harvest here in our community. That's what we're praying for. So when you're sowing, when you're giving, you're sowing into the kingdom saying, God, you know, there- there's needs in my life. No, not I need a new boat. There's, Lord, I have needs in my life. Now, if you need a new boat, save your money and get one. But there's, there's different. So we need to purpose, we need to sow and continue to give. Amen. So we're going to pray this morning and we're going to let our guys come out. But if you're, if you're a visitor here, we're not asking you to give. Um, you can write out a, a check if you're, you know, one of our people, write out a check. You can also go online to newlifeag.church and there's a little giving on there. Uh, if their people are online. Also on your, your, uh, bulletin right there on the bottom right corner is what's called a qr code how how many of the youngsters know what qr codes are yeah y'all don't know y'all know what they are you open your camera on your phone you put it over there and all of a sudden it pops up you hit the button it brings you right to that screen that's cool it shows you all kind of things so but anyways so you can do that and uh we're gonna pray and we're gonna let the guys come around and they're gonna receive the offerings in the buckets amen so father we thank you that we get to bless you this morning we You're just such an awesome, amazing God, and today we want to bring this to our storehouse, our tithes, and we want to bless you with our offerings. So, Father, receive these gifts today. Multiply them over the life of the giver, Lord, as your word says that you will supply all of their needs according to your riches in in Christ Jesus. So, Lord, bless them, and Father, multiply it in the church so we can use it around the world, but especially right here in Marksville, Mancera area, to reach the lost and help those that are in need. So thank you, Father, for giving us an opportunity to bless you today and receive these gifts from us in Jesus' name. If you agree, shout an amen with me. Amen. amen. Well, the guys are going to come around and, and do that real fast. Hallelujah. While they're doing that, I'm going I'm to ask you a couple of real quick questions. Don't raise your hand. I'm not trying to out you. How many people are praying for our new president? Don't raise your hand. We pray for our president because the Bible instructs us to pray for our leaders. We need to continue to pray for our president and the cabinet. And we need to continue to pray that, listen, you know what? I pray with all the presidents. They'd have a Holy Ghost showdown up there. The Holy Ghost would show up in the Oval Office one day. They'd fall on the floor speaking in tongues. That's what, You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't want just a little bit. I want a pour outpouring up there. And uh, it doesn't matter to me who they are, even if they say they're, they're saved. I want an outpouring in that place. And you know what? We, we need to pray for our leaders and continue to pray for wisdom and a conscience, and the Holy Ghost, amen, so we need to be doing that every day, every single day, and pray for protection, could you imagine being that person that lots of people want you dead, you know, and so we need to pray for their protection, amen, and uh, so we need to do that every day, oh hey, looks like they're about done, everybody got their offerings in, if, if not, we do have the bucket hanging in the back on the uh, stand, you can drop it in there on your way out as well, um, or get up in the middle of service; it's not going to matter. But hey, listen, let's stand up, and we're going to go back to the Lord and worship this morning, and uh, we're going to jump into the river this morning. We we need to get there, Amen. Again, if you want to worship with a flag, feel free to come and grab one and worship. The only thing I ask people is worship in the spirit. Uh, if you're doing it for show, please stop. Uh, just I'm kind of cut and dry like that. So uh, I want people that worship in the spirit. I dance on, not because you're going to laugh at me; I dance because I like to worship Jesus. And. Uh, If I wasn't tied behind this mic, I'd be doing a whole lot more dancing, I promise you. So, come on, let's get ready to worship this morning. Hallelujah.
0: But then I fear the tide
1: is rising, rising presence to to declare mary break open prison
0: doors set all the captives free bring up a wow bring up a wow bring up a well in me nothing can stop this jar we're dancing in the streets bring up a wow come on Spring up a well, spring up a well in me.
1: We come alive, we come
0: alive, we come alive, we come alive, alive. come on. come alive in the river We come alive in the river Whoa. We come alive in the
1: river Come on. We come alive in the river Come on, give him praise this morning. Whew. You know, we're going to sing a song. That a lot of people say is just an Easter song. But you know what? I think there's Easter for people every day. There's, there's people coming out of the tomb every day. Come on. There's people that are getting set free every day. And you know what? Every day I thank God that I'm alive. And I'm alive in my spirit. So you know what? As we're worshiping with this next song, don't think of it as, a, as an Easter song. Think of it as a I'm free and I get to worship because of what he did in the tomb. Come on, man. I Listen. Uh, if I wasn't tied behind a piano, I'd be running around the room in this song. I can promise you that much. So, But I love playing this song, so it's kind of a difficult one for me. Come on. Y'all ready? Yeah, he's tanking up back there. Saturday
2: was Saturday. Is empty too. Since we're if it's to you. This is the sound of the dry bones
3: rattling
2: This is the praise, may the dead man walk again.
0: Open the grave. This is the sound of a driver's rattle. The time of vanity. This is the praise, make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out, I'm gonna live, gonna live again. Open the grave, I'm coming out, I'm gonna live, gonna live again. Open the grave, I'm coming out, I'm gonna live, gonna live again. There's the sound of a dry bones rattling.
1: One more time, right there. Come on, give him praise this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, there's some bones rattling. There's some bones rattling. You know what I know? Is when you start prophetically speaking the word of God over people, the bones start moving and the dead things start growing back. You know why I know that? Because the word of God says it. Come on. When the word of God says something and it spoke over you, it starts moving. Did did I ask you if you acknowledged it or agreed with it? No. Because all of those dead bones in Ezekiel's vision did not ask, can I be brought back to life? They were perfectly content in being dead. But the word of the Lord spoke life over them. The word of the Lord. So I speak life over you today in the name of Jesus. Life in the name of Jesus. Live. Live. Live in Jesus' name. song. Some of you may not have heard it. It's a very simple song.
0: Come on.
1: praise this morning. Come on down. Come on, church. Come on. Don't leave him hanging. Hallelujah.
4: Christians are afraid. Don't be afraid of the persecution. As a Christian, you will be persecuted. But you have to realize the reward that you're going to get in heaven is greater than anything you can buy on this this earth. A nice big truck. No, you get eternity with happiness and joy. In a place where sadness doesn't even exist, death doesn't exist. No hardships exist. You'll be persecuted on earth, but you will live forever with a father who loves you. He wants to be with you. Moses saw God from a mountaintop by himself. We have 83 people in this room. I'm sure we can make it all the way there. Moses only saw his backside, but his face shone when he walked down the mountain. Don't be afraid pray. You're not alone. These 83 people are here for each and every one of you. They intercede for you whether they know it or not. The people online are praying for you whether you know it or not. They may not even know your name, but God may have told them your name. They don't have to know you to pray for you. They just have to love you enough to do it. Don't be afraid of the persecution.
1: Come on, y'all give him praise this morning. Well, let's sing that chorus one more time. Can we do that?
0: Holy, Lord God Almighty, yes, you are holy, Holy. you are holy.
1: some praise come on give him praise don't leave him hanging don't leave him hanging you know he's worthy you know he's worthy you know he's holy father we worship you you are an amazing God Lord I say you're amazing even when I don't like what's happening around me even when I don't agree with what you're doing You're still an amazing God. I love
3: you. Father, I love you so much.
1: What would it change things if you woke up like Jacob and saw a ladder and you see it open on top into heaven? And you see the angels ascending and descending. Would you react the way he did and said, this is a holy place. And they were around me and I didn't even know it. I tell you that we no longer need a ladder. The spirit of God dwells inside of us. We no longer need a ladder to try to get there. And that spirit of God is around you today. And if you will allow him to, he will affect you. And you will walk out of here with a limp. Maybe physically, but definitely spiritually. You will know you have been in the presence of God. Amen. Come on, can we give him one more praise offering this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. Come on father we worship you hallelujah hallelujah listen turn to give somebody a spiritual high five this morning since you can't run across the room and hug them and love on them the way we want to where's our children at this morning they ready they're gonna head to the back and they're gonna learn some things hallelujah who knows the children need to learn some things They definitely going to learn some things. Whew. Lord. Hallelujah. i tell you what. I could probably just go home. No, I can't. We well, know some days I probably could. But I, I just really do think I, I feel like I got something today that I definitely need to, to share with us. Um, and i tell you what's so interesting about it. Uh, I just, I love how God orchestrates things. And it just, it makes me laugh, and it proves to me one more time, Dave, that he really does have all of this stuff in control. Like, down to the point, what my son got up here and shared is part of what I'm preaching on today, and he hasn't seen these notes. He sees the scripture references up there. <laughs> he don't see the rest of it. He doesn't see what I have in there. And that's why I just laugh, it's like, God has put everything together. Don't think that you're not here today because you're supposed to be. And I just, like I said, I just, I just laugh. I just laugh. I, I want to talk to you today about something I've in, I've titled a day of faith. Generally, I'm really bad at titling, but I knew this was the title of this. A day of faith. What would it look like for us if we lived our entire day? Not life not year, not month, not week, day full of faith. (laughs) I'm really breaking it down. I want to live one day. You know, it it reminds me, I'm just sitting here thinking of this, and the Holy Ghost reminded me of this. Years ago, I had made a comment, and I said, I was telling this to a a youth pastor. I said, you know, I said, as a youth pastor, I'm, I'm always trying to teach the youth how to live for Jesus so that one day when they grow up, they'll be able to live for Jesus. He said, I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to teach them how to live for Jesus today. And then hopefully it carries over to tomorrow. He said, that's about as far out as I'm looking. I'm hoping they stay saved tomorrow. And you know what? That's, what, that, that's where we're at. We, we've got to look at it as one day at a time because sometimes we're focused way too far out. But yet we completely miss what's going on right around us. We're so focused on everything else that we miss the opportunities that pass us by. There, there are so many examples of people in, in the word of God live their, their lives full of faith. And, and we, we read the highlights a lot of times, right? We, we read the, the highlights of their faith. You know, uh, you know, Moses, man, Moses was a man of faith. But he didn't get to enter into the promised land. But we don't talk about that part most of the time. Abram, Abraham was such a man of faith until he had Ishmael. But we leave that part out and we just talk about he's the father of many nations. And we we look at the highlights of their life. But I tell you that there was a lot of struggles that they went through to follow God. David, a man after God's own heart, and there's a lot of issues there. We struggle every day to live a life of faith. But I want us today to look at life one day at a time. Lord, give me strength, wisdom, grace, and faith to live today. Let tomorrow take care of itself. And tomorrow when I wake up, Lord, give me faith for today and grace and mercy and whatever else pops in your mind that you're going to need to make it through the day patience if you're driving in Lafayette and yeah and let tomorrow deal with itself so I want to help us get back on track because some of us are are really struggling with with our faith walk because we keep looking too far down and I hear "Ah, I just don't know if I can live by faith and and here we are talking about all the great things they did today and it's like you're talking about you're living by faith today So if we're going to talk about faith, what what chapter in the Bible do you think we've got to go to? Hebrews. That's 11th chapter. Which women, it is biblical, the man brews the coffee. Hebrews. Except in my house, I don't drink coffee, so my wife brews. So it's Wendy brews. So I know that was a dad joke, but it was a pastor joke at the same time, so I rolled with it. Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11 is honestly one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible. Every bit of this will be in King James. I'm sorry because I learned these verses in King James when I started memorizing the scriptures. And it's like I looked at the NASB, which my new Bible is NASB. And I'm like, I just don't know. That's not Hebrews 11 one to me because I'm so used to the King James. But let's look at it now. Faith when not tomorrow and not even yesterday. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. And what? The evidence? You haven't seen him yet. You haven't seen that guy that's going to cut you off and challenge your salvation. Right. But you need patience for him. So now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And one translation years ago that I had read, and I have no idea which one it is, I really memorize these scriptures. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. I have no idea what translation that was, but I, I just I haven't seen it yet, but I will. Let's look at verse 2. Watch this. For by it the elders obtained a good report. We can obtain a good report also. Let's keep going. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now, if you weren't here Wednesday, when, when we talked about uh, defeating the voices, that would be a good one to go back and talk to because, uh, or talk to, to go back and listen to. Don't laugh at me. Go back and listen to. See, I'm already thinking about later on in my notes, trying to make sure I don't get ahead, you know, get off. I talked about defeating the voices, Anybody have those voices that pop up in your head and, and it's like, is God real? Is, did he really? And I talked about something Wednesday that, that the Lord gave me, and, and it wasn't very long. And it was just something very simple, how to defeat those voices. And he brought me back to Genesis 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If I can believe that, everything else is easy. Because the guy who created everything can fix everything. The guy that created me can fix everything. I don't need to even get super theological on this thing. Because if you break it down in its actual language, it says, in the beginning, which means before there was a time, God is plural. So in the beginning, before there was a the time, the gods, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, created. The word created means formed out of nothing. They said so we can get spiritual about it, but we don't have to. God that created everything knows how to fix everything. And I'm his child cut dry what else you want to argue about devil well, is, is it real oh, I, well, he created everything so he must be <laughs> so alright through faith we understand oh yeah by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain right by which he obtained witness that he was righteous God testifying of his gifts and by it being dead yet it spoke keep going we're just going to read this one section by faith Enoch was translated he should not see death And was not found because God had translated him for before his translation, he had his testimony that he pleased God. Hold on. Enoch, way back then, rode home in a chariot of fire. Before Jesus was crucified, this man lived by faith and pleased God. Before Jesus, before the Holy Spirit indwelling. And can I tell you that if he figured out how to do it without those things, it should be simpler for us. I didn't say simple, I said simpler. Err, lots of errs. But even if we throw out the word simple, it is, should be possible for us. Can I tell you that it is? If you live by faith, keep going. Verse 6. But without faith, it is what? Impossible. Ooh, impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You've got to have faith. Can I tell you it took faith to get saved? It took faith to get saved. If you, got enough, if you got enough faith to believe that somebody as bad as you can be forgiven, you got way more than enough faith to believe you can pray for the dead. Or you can pray for somebody's bobo on their knee. You see what I'm saying? We've we got to line this stuff up. we got to line it up. Because it took way more faith for me to believe God could forgive me. You know why? Because I knew things about me nobody else knew. My mama didn't know. I've told her things through the years. She's like, you did what? No clue. And I ain't telling anybody the rest of those stories. That's between me and God. But you know what? God forgot them. He threw it as far as the east is from the west. And I love that. I'm going to stop and take a pastor break here for just a second. You know why he said east and west instead of north and south? Never thought about that one, have you? Most of us don't. If I throw something north, it will eventually go south. If I throw something south, it will eventually go north, right? As soon as it gets to the North Pole, it passes. It's not going south. But if I throw something east, it will never, ever, ever go west. As far as the east is from the west. That's how far he threw those things that he forgave you of. It's just a simple thing. I'm, I just like simple things. Without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We have to have faith for today. Now, we're going to keep in this chapter, and we're going to go down to s- verse 7 and 8, and we're going to talk about Noah for just a second. I'm, I just want to go through some of these scriptures so you can see what I'm talking about. By faith, Noah. What did Nora, Noah do? He built the ark. He built a big boat, probably called a ship because it was big. You know the difference between a boat and a ship? You can put a boat on a ship, but you can't put a ship on a boat. That's the simplest version that I learned in the Navy. You can put a boat on a a ship, you can't put a ship on a boat. Now, they they called those destroyers ships, but in reality, they would have fit on the aircraft carrier that I was on. So to us, they were boats. We actually called them small boys, even though they're 100-something feet long and they're pretty big. But when you're on a 330-yard-long aircraft carrier, everything's small. A- Navy keeps everything. Navy had this saying, keep it simple, sailor. Because they stopped calling us stupid, so they called us sailor instead. So, we, you know, we had to keep everything simple. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear and prepared an ark to be saving of his house, but that which he condemned the world, and because heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Go to verse 8 in there. Watch this. By faith, Abraham, let me wait because I want to get to, yeah, I got it wrote down as 9 in here. He built a ship, and God said it was going to rain, and it had never rained. You think people thought he was cuckoo? It had never rained. And he built it where? Up against the river in the desert, you think you think they thought he was nuts? Oh yeah, he was cuckooed and lost his mind and it flew to coop and everything else, which is what they say about you for believing in God. Yeah. There's no God what you have faith in. I think it's gonna rain. What's rain? You'll see. Let's look at Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive from an inheritance, obeyed and he went out not knowing where he went. God told him, Leave your, your home and your kinmen and all the idols because they were idol worshipers. Leave all of that behind and I'm going to send you to a place you don't even know, not, know of. Do I go north, south, east, west? Well, start going. You'll get there. Is that north, south, east, west? I have no idea. I always wondered how he knew what direction to go to because God said, I'll show you when you get there. And it's like, how do you know where to go? He must have known. But he went by faith, not knowing where he was going. Look at verse 9. I didn't. Okay, I messed up in here. Verse 23 is the next one. Moses. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child. And they were not afraid of the king's commandments. Mm. We're going to have to read through a few here, and then I'm going I'm to tie it up for you. Go to verse 24. We're going to read to 29. By faith, Moses, when he came to the years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. We've got to make that choice in our life. Are you going to be called son of the world or the son of the Most High? A daughter of the Most High? you got to make that decision. Choosing rather to suffer affliction when the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. There's a lot of Christians enjoying the season of sin. I have time to get right later. That's what I heard. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater's riches than the treasures in Egypt, hmm. for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. He lived. He he left the palace of gold to go live in the backside of a desert. Some of us don't go to certain churches because the air condition's too hot or the chairs are too uncomfortable. He went to the backside of a desert. Can I tell you, on the backside of a desert, he saw some things that we only dream of. I'd love to see a bush that burns but doesn't burn. (laughs) He saw a burning bush that, that, that was not deteriorated, and then it spoke to him. I'd love to see a burning bush, but can I tell you, I don't need to see a burning bush, but I'd love to. Keep going. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured and seeing him who is invisible. See, he knew who he was trusting in. He had faith in him. Verse 28 right here. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest the destroy the firstborn should touch them. And one more verse. By faith they passed through the Red Sea, as by dry land, which the Egyptians saying to do, were drowned. You've got this guy, Moses, who grew up in the palace, figured out he was Israelite, decided he didn't want to be there anymore. He left. Then he hangs out at the burning bush. God teaches him things. He begins to learn. Then he comes back to set his people free. Then he takes those people that come out. And then remember, he goes through the Red Sea. He had about a million knuckleheads. Is one place, one translation said, those stick neck people that you gave me. Stiff-necked people, I'll get it right. He lived by faith. He did all these things. Did he know what, how he was going to feed a million people in the desert? Did he even know what he was going to do when he stood up against the Red Sea? All he knew was they were coming. But he knew something even bigger than all that. You know what he knew? God told me to go. I don't care what they do. God's going to make a way. You're standing at your Red Sea. What are you going to do? Are you going to complain like they were? Or are you going to stand up like Moses and say, God, what do you want me to do? The key to that part of the story that I've always liked, what did he tell him? And I'm summarizing it. Remember what I had you do with your rod your, your before? Raise it up and watch what happens. See, he had already prepared him when he got there. God's not throwing you to the wolves. He's preparing you to walk every day as a life of faith. The things that you've gone through should strengthen you to handle where you're at today. It's like lifting weights. You lift weights, it's resistance. And eventually you build up the strength to overcome that resistance. Then you add more weight and you keep going. You don't start out with the huge weights because guess what's going to happen? It's going to fall and... It's not going to go back up again without a spotter. God's always your spotter. He's not sending you out to do something that that he doesn't think you can handle. As a coach, when I run my kids, I know if they can handle it or not. Listen, I don't want the kid to die out there on the track. It's a lot of paperwork. Or at least that's what I always tell them. I have no idea what it would take because I've never had that happen. And praise God, it never will but, you know, I don't, I don't want to physically kill them. I want to push their body to the point where they get better. But we say I want to live by faith, but we won't even challenge our faith muscle. Listen, it's easy to live by faith when all you do is stay in home all day long and never challenge anything. You've got to challenge that faith muscle. Look at Hebrews eleven thirteen. 13. How did these guys, the, these are the, the fathers of faith right here. Look at this one verse, 13. We skipped over it earlier. They all died in faith, not having received the promise. Well, well, wait a minute. They got across. They got to the promised land. Abraham saw things, but they didn't get the promise. No, the promise was Jesus. That was the promise. They didn't get to see all that. But having seen them afar off, they saw all the promises there, way out there. And they had to figure out how to live every day. Every day, how do I deal with this? Every day I have to move forward. And they were persuaded of them. Were they persuaded with the troubles? What made Abram leave his kinmen? It was what God said he was going to show him. It's what God said he was going to do for him. Why did Moses do all this? Because what God showed him. Why do we see all these things throughout the word of God? Why why did the disciples leave their comfortable lifestyle? And I say comfortable because they understood it. They were fishermen. It was not comfortable. But they understood that. Why did they walk away from that to go chase after this guy named Jesus that they killed three and a half years later? Because they saw something out there. They saw it and it had persuaded them and look at it and embrace them and confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. When you realize this is not your home, it will be easier to live here and it will be easier to put up with these things. Can I tell you, one of the things I have learned through the years is living by faith is not easy. Because good people will come to you and try to persuade you otherwise. I don't ever take it personal because it's not me they're coming against. It's the faith I'm trying to live by. It's the faith I'm trying to live by. So I want to talk to us about a couple things, just two little points. Living by faith is a journey. It has hardships, sacrifices, and disappointments, but it has the greatest of rewards. In this life, you will have trouble. But the very first thing you've got to learn to do is What? Trust the voice. They left trusting the voice. They left trusting what God had said, even though they hadn't seen it yet. You know, as a recruiter in the military, I always found it interesting. You know, selling selling the military to, to, to students and, and to people, what you're doing as a salesman, you're selling them something that they, they can't really touch, right? They can put on a uniform. They can't smell it. You can't taste it. Can't eat it. What are you you selling? An opportunity. And when I realized that, it's an opportunity to do something else. As believers, God has set before us an opportunity. He has set before us a table and said, I want you to eat. Oh, by the way, he also came back and said this, this day choose life or death. I give you the answer to the question, choose life. See, God is wanting us to choose life. He's put that in front of us but here's the thing we choose to walk away from it because we don't want to live by faith today. Today I got to deal with things that I don't need Jesus for. Really? Is that trusting in the voice? John 10:27. I'll have these on the screen for you. Says my sheep know my voice and another they will not follow. Then why is it that believers have such a hard time following the voice of God? Why? You know, I I have an idea. Can I tell you my idea? I learned this basically since I've been here. You know, I I, we we didn't have cows where I was at. We did, but it wasn't something we went around. We had rice fields. And according to one of my friends, it was a swamp. Is that a swamp? No, it's a rice field. No, that's a swamp. No, that's where they make rice. It's not a swamp. But you know what I realize? Those cows know the person is feeding them. And I guarantee you, Lacey, you, you, you can pull up with your truck or whatever it is, and you shake that bucket, and they're coming. Why? Do why? Because they know the one that brings them the food. When we went out to that ranch up in, in Texas, that big, massive steer with those, those Texas longhorns, he'd shake that bucket a couple times, and he's coming. But other than that, he wouldn't get within 100 yards of you. He, he was always standing off. It's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. But you shook that bucket, he's coming. And as long as you're feeding him treats, you sit there and pet him. The only problem is he swings his head because he's happy and they stick out four feet on each side. And they know the one that's feeding them. Have you been spending time with, with the father that, that feeds you? If you have, you'll know his voice. I set you up on that. I'm sorry. If you're spending time eating the the word, as Jesus said, I have meat that you know not of. It is to do the will of the Father. If you're doing the will of the Father, if you're drinking from his cup, if you're eating the bread of life, when the one that feeds you starts speaking up, I know that voice. I need to go over there. I know that voice. I need to go over there. Problem is, is we're not spending time and we're sitting there saying, oh, well, yeah, my sheep hear my voice and I'll know them. No, you don't. And that's why it says in another section of the Bible. Didn't I do many great works for you? And I'll summarize all of it. Didn't I raise the dead for you? Didn't I do many works? Didn't I heal the sick? And Jesus will say, what? Depart from me because I never knew you. If you never come up to the table and eat, will he know you? No. We need to be spending time with the one that feeds us, not the television. Unless you're watching good Christian preaching and teaching and Bible studies. See, I'm, I'm, I'm clarifying this. Turn off all the junk. Turn off all the junk. I turn more and more of that junk off every day. I'd really love to turn Facebook off, but, you know, I have to communicate with church people and other people, and it's a great platform. And that's all I'm going to say about that. John chapter 16. Look at this. John chapter 16, verse 13. Howbeit, when the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself. Wait a minute, there's a speaking going on again. There's a voice. There's a voice. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, hmm. that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. When you learn to trust the voice, the true voice, not the opinions of man, not well-meaning preachers that are trying to make a buck, you should always, always, always get in your word and prove what was spoken, even with me. And if it's not right, you come tell me, and we'll look at it. Because my opinion is my opinion. The Word is always the Word. Generally, when I'm preaching, I'll tell you what my opinion about something is, and I'll tell you what the Word says. You see, what happens is, is, is we take everything that's told to us. Can, can I tell you that I could give you just enough truth that you would believe it? Let me, let me tell you a quick story. When I was in recruiting school, they gave us papers to write, I'm terrible at writing. I've been working on this book forever and I don't know if I'll ever finish it because I'm not a writer. I'm a speaker. I talk. Problem is you can't write a book like you talk. It doesn't work very well. I had to write a paper and it had to be believable. Why do we park on driveways and drive on parkways? You ever thought about that? Why do you park on driveways and drive on parkways? I had to write a paper about that, and I'll give you the quick summary. The real quick summary is this. Back when they had the horse and buggies, that there was no roads, so they would drive, right? They, the, the guys would go. Well, then all of a sudden they got their cars, you know, and, and so they're still going down and they're still doing this. Well, then people started building houses, like we built a house way back over there. So now you, gotta, you have to have a way to get back there, right? So you clear a path so you can get back there. Well, people had to start parking on the side because it would get so muddy they couldn't get back there. So they started parking on the side of the drive, the uh, parkway. See, they called those roads, the main roads, the parkable way. And when you went to your house, they called it the drivable way. So they would drive through that because it was a path. You didn't want them driving through your corn. So you made it drivable way back to your house. And on the side of those areas, they parked their cars off when they couldn't get because it was too muddy. So they called that the parkway. And every bit of that's a lie. I made every inch of it up. But it's just enough believability in it. And see, people do that with the word. It is pretty cool, though, if I would have went into the full story, but I didn't want to take the time. You see, people can manipulate you. But when you spend time in the word, you know what the truth is. And let me tell you, when somebody comes up and tries to manipulate me with the word, I go back to what I heard Jesus do. It is written. That ain't what it says. And I love it when, when I have people of other faiths, certain ones I'm not going to name, come to the door and try to bring their Bible. And you know the very first thing I do? Can we pull out our Bible? Yeah, grab yours because they're using that Bible. Let me show you some things. And then I start showing them truth in their own Bible that they were manipulated with. Oh, I didn't know that. And then all of a sudden they check your name off, and as they drive by they look at you like, don't go to that house. We've been on that list a few times, Dave. The second part about this is this. You need to understand it's a journey. You may not arrive today. You might. But it's a journey. It's a journey. We need to enjoy the journey. Listen, I remember as a kid, my mom always said this, that... that I had to see everything while we was driving, so they always threatened to, to duct tape me to the hood before there was duct tape, okay? So I wouldn't miss anything because if, if they said, look at that, and I didn't see it, I'd start crying. Go back, Daddy, go back. And I, you know, I would not enjoy the journey because I had to see everything. And through the years, I've relaxed, and I enjoy the journey. Do I like to get where I need to go? Yes. I don't like the lollygagging, but you know what? Sometimes I have time, and I enjoy the journey. We need to enjoy the journey through life that God has given us. And enjoy the the successes that you have every day following after God. Living by faith is an amazing thing. This road we call life is a journey, and we live it one day at a time until God calls us home. We walk this road by faith, not by sight, a road of faith. His word even says that he he has the lamp unto my feet. I'm following the word because the rest of that scripture is your word is the lamp unto my feet. See, it's a journey. Go to Galatians 5 for me. Watch this. and We're almost done, I promise. Put a lot of scriptures out there for you today because I need you to go home and read this stuff. I want you to start devouring it and and start living by it. Galatians 5.16, look at this. He said, this I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Oh, Jesus. Well, pastor, I don't know why I keep struggling with this. Do you read your Bible once in a while? What do you watch on TV? Pastor, you probably don't want to know that. Well, there's another one. Well, you come to church about once a month. Do you pray? For my food. oh. Gary Satt prays for his foods. God knows. And that's his prayer, you know, so I don't know. You see, we, we've got to walk in the spirit, be focused on the spirit daily. Not focused on the spirit tomorrow, but today. If we'll focus on the spirit today, we'll make it through today. We'll win. We run the race that's set before us day by day. You know how you run a marathon? One mile at a time. One mile at a time. You know, we used to run eight miles a day. You know how we ran that? One mile at a time. And every mile is seven more, six more, four more. Why? Because we really didn't want to be doing it, and our coach was mean, and he made us run all the time. But you know, once I realized that those eight miles was making me successful and I was winning, I went through them a lot quicker. Then another thing happened. Once I realized that I could run those eight miles in my seventh hour class and I could still get back to school before my bus left, I didn't have to walk all the way back to Crowley, which is about five miles with a bridge in the middle of it. So guess what? I was excited to finish those eight miles. I was excited, and I'd run them in about 50 minutes because class was 55 minutes. Fifty minutes I could get my stuff, I'd get on the bus before they left. Yeah, you see, I, I, I found a reason to run. What's your reason for living? To glorify God or just have fun? If every day you wake up, say, God, let me glorify you today. Every day. See, God didn't call you to part the Red Sea or did he? See, we're trying to live up to a level that, that's not our level. God called you to live you where he has you. If he calls you to raise the dead, then you go raise the dead, but don't make everybody else think they have to. See, you need to live where God has placed you. God has not called you to pastor this church. He called me to do that. Now, maybe he's going to call you later. So you don't have to worry about preaching a sermon today, Dave, but maybe tomorrow, right? Deborah, yeah, you know. Maybe tomorrow. So don't fret. But if you start being successful today, you will see these things. You will see them. Flip over to Romans 8. I want to show you this real quick. eight eleven. 11 I got two more scriptures and then we're going to be done. Moses was called to part the Red Sea, but he didn't figure it out until he got there. But he had enough trust in God that when he got there, he was able to do it. God prepared him to face Pharaoh and to face all the things that he did. He didn't throw him out there. Look at Romans 8:11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. What is stopping you from living a faith-filled life today? I didn't say tomorrow. Today. I don't know if God's going to come through. Boy, that's a lot of faith. That's a lot of faith. Today we live by faith, not tomorrow. Today we live by faith. Because here's the thing. Chapter 11 of Hebrews is all about the fathers of faith. It talks about faith and living by faith. It's a great chapter. But we compare ourselves to them, and we're always, as as King James would say, wanting. I can't be like that guy. You know, I used to love to listen to... uh, Oh, geez, I just forgot his name now. This, this, this preacher. And i always like, man, I want to preach like him, Rod Parsley. And I figure out I can't preach like Rod Parsley. I can fake it. That just ain't who I am, though. And, you know, once I figured out I can't preach like Pastor Flippo either, I figured out I can preach like me, and I'm, I'm so much better. I'm happy. Two, I don't have to act like other people. See, you got to learn to be you. Be you. That's the only person God has called you to be and call you to be me. God has called me and my family to do things that he may never call you. Just be happy with you. Flip over to Hebrews 12 and 1. Look at this. Hebrews 12 and 1. This right here is what gives you the courage to make it through. This right here. See, because even after all the faith and all the stuff, look at Hebrews 12 1. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, the sin that does so easily beset us. Turn us aside. Let us run with patience. The race is set before us. Those great men and women of faith are the cloud of witnesses that are standing there today saying, Dufour, you can do this today, buddy. You can do this today. You see what I'm saying? You can do this today. Well, I don't know, man. We need to pray harder for him because he's struggling. We need to pray harder for her. See, they're cheering us down. That's one thing about about running running cross country. You're doing a whole lot of running where nobody, you don't ever hear anybody. And they don't see you when you're pushing people in ditches and all the things that cross country runners do. Anybody ever run it, you know. But then all of a sudden you get in and you start hearing the crowd and you're like, there's no way I can finish this. Oh, I can finish it now. That crowd energizes you. It energizes you. Those witnesses are sitting there. See, because remember, these people, he's going to flip 1113 back up. Don't flip with there. Keep where you're at. Next verse, 1113. These all died in faith, not having received the promise. If you're a believer today, you've received Jesus. If you're a child of God, you have the Spirit of God in you. The one that they wanted, you have. They should be envious of you, but they can't be envious of you. Why? Because they're sitting in the presence of God. There's no way they'd be prideful or envious. Because they're somewhere we want to get. We want to sit there with him. Listen, God has called you to live by faith one day at a time. And if you just complete that, you will see success in your life. One day at a time you live by faith. A day of faith. And after 365 days... You'll have a year of faith, unless it's a leap year. Then you have to go 366. And you know what? Today is the last day of the month, so we're fixing to finish a month of faith. You see what I'm saying? Break it down into how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One day at a time. You can live by faith. You can make it. No matter what this world throws at you. You take it one day at a time. One day at a time. Amen. So listen, I want to pray for us this morning. I want to pray for us. But listen, if you're here this morning or maybe you're even online and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you've never confessed that, that Jesus is my Lord and Savior, if you've never asked him to forgive you of your sins, I want you to slip your hand up really fast because I want to pray with you, but I want to lead you in a prayer. I don't want to just do this and, and willy nilly. I wanna I wanna pray with you and help you as we go. I don't know if they're sending me stuff. I don't have my Yep. I wanna pray with you. So if you're here today, just slip your hand up real quick and I wanna pray with you and we'll we'll talk after service some more. So Amen. So Father, I, I wanna pray for the people today, God, that you have called us to live a life of faith. You've called us to live a life that is glorifying to the Father, just as you did, Jesus. You glorified the Father with every day and everything that you did. Lord, I pray that you would give us that same desire, that, that, that drive inside, Father, that everything that we do, everything that we do, we would want to glorify you in it. Lord, put that so deep inside of our hearts that it, that it just drives everything that we do and it, it gives us direction for our life. Because, Lord, you've called us to live a life of faith. Even as we leave this place today, I pray that you would allow us to go to a restaurant or wherever it is and live by faith and glorify you. Find opportunities to share the gospel, find opportunities to to change the world, as as the word says. Let us be world changers right here in our region. Let us see your glory in everywhere that we go, because, Lord, there is a dying and lost world and and you want us to be a part of reaching it. So give us the faith. Give us the drive and the desire, and I just come against the hindrances that we would put in the way that we would use to stop in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree with that, say amen this morning. Amen. amen. Listen, so don't forget, we've got off uh, membership packets back there. If you've been coming for a few months and you want to become a member, grab one of those off uh, membership packets. It's one per adult. Fill it out and get it back soon because we're going to have a meeting with our deacons here again soon before our annual business meeting. We're going to have that. If you want to be a member, if, if you've again, you've been a member for a minimum of one year, and you're a man, and you'd like to serve as a deacon. There's, there's also a deacon uh, paper they fill out back there, and turn it in to me ASAP because we want to do that as well. And also the last thing is we're going to have a business meeting after church next Sunday. It's going to be very quick. We have to make a change in our bylaws to change the word from February to March. Because we want to move our annual business meeting from the end of February to the end of March because it's difficult to get all the paperwork in. And it's going it's, to, again, it's going to be very quick. We're going to hopefully try to do this in like 10 minutes and that's all the rest of the stuff, you know, signing in and all that. But, uh, and if you know anybody that can speak Spanish really, really well and they would, may be interested or yourself, come see me because I, I really am serious. I want to start this Spanish ministry so we can reach another group of people that, that wants Jesus, amen? Listen, I love you. Thank you for being here today. Hey, listen, it, it just another thing. If you think it's getting a little crowded, we do have upstairs. You can sit upstairs, and you can see everything as well. I want people to be comfortable, but you can go upstairs. It's not off limits to you. So if you want to go up there and do that, if you have kids, just don't let them run around crazy. I'll bring a Nerf gun and start having to shoot at them or something. Uh, so we don't do that. But anyways, love you guys. I'll see you Wednesday. Hey, come Wednesday. Don't forget to go back and listen to the one on, on the website from uh, last Wednesday, Defeating the Voice. Amen. Don't forget your kids, though. We love them, but they got to go home with you. So, amen. Hey, see y'all. Y'all have a good day. Have a uh, Take a rest. Somebody go take a nap today.